Hello and welcome to That's in the Bible. Troublesome times are here, filling men's hearts with fear. Freedoms we all hold dear, now is at stake. Humbling your hearts to God, saves from the chastening rod. Seek the way pilgrims trod, Christians away. Jesus is coming. Welcome to That's in the Bible. Hi, my name is Eric. And my name is Matt. And we are here to take a look at the amazing things found in this wonderful book called the King James Bible. So take a few minutes and join us today. Why not get your Bible and get ready to study along with us as we discover truths that are found in God's Word. Hi, welcome to our very first show of That's in the Bible. We hope it to be a very regular podcast, and we hope that you will also join us very regular. My name is Eric, and sitting next to me is Matt. Hi, Matt. Hi, Eric. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing pretty well, and I'm excited about the show, and I hope we're going to answer a lot of questions and maybe show people some of the things that are in the Bible that they didn't know were in there before, and also to show them that there's some things that they might have thought were in the Bible that, in fact, are not. That's very true. Uh, there's there's so many people that we talk to day in and day out uh, that actually um, are a lot of truths that are in the Bible that they didn't know were there, plus a lot of things that are not there, a lot of things that their churches tell them, which there is no scripture basis for it. Like angels w- with wings. That's right. Angels do not have wings. Now, I hate to burst somebody's bubble. and It would be. It is pretty sad sometimes when you tell somebody that and they're shocked. But, you know, it's, we, we're going by the Bible. Especially all those people that, like, collect these figurines and the, <laughs> the little pins with the angel wings. And that's my angel. Yeah. Well, you know, they're guardian angel. And, you know, I, I believe we, we do probably have a guardian angel somewhere. But that angel does not have wings. And we will talk about that more, won't we, Eric? We will. In one of the upcoming shows, we'll, we'll cover that. Uh, on That's in the Bible. We will cover angels and what kind of beings angel, angels are, what they look like, what their purpose is, what their role is. But that's not today's show, is it, Matt? No, it is not. Actually, we have something uh, actually very near and dear to my heart uh, that really, when I first uh, got saved, accepted Christ as my Savior, uh, this is one study that really got me uh, to understand uh, really who I am and who we are and uh, what we consist of. And that episode of today's episode or today's study is on body, soul, and spirit. And I think there's a lot of misconceptions right there, just on body, soul, and spirit. I I think people are unsure and unclear what you know. What's the difference between the soul and the spirit? Um, the body, hopefully, we're we're pretty pretty good, definite on. <laughs> yeah. But you know, you hear soul and spirit used interchangeably, and 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 people aren't really clear. We're going to take a look directly from God's word today, and see what the Bible says about body, soul, and spirit, and really kind of nail that down so you don't have to be unsure or unclear what what that's all about. So we'll be looking at that today, and also today we're going to have a good friend of ours, Steve, is going to be joining us, and uh, we'll be he'll be dialing in on, on Skype, which is a way that we can teleconference through the computer and right here for this podcast. Good friend of mine, I've known him for a long time, he loves the Lord, and he, he has a good amount of knowledge on the Bible. And he's a very, you know, 
interesting man to talk to, I believe. I think he has a lot of knowledge that he that he really can bring to this show. And uh, that's what we like, is we like Bible believers that believe the book. And we're hoping that we're going to be able to cajole him into uh, joining us, you know, fairly often and maybe even frequently get him to be a part of this show. And I think you'll see what we mean and why we want that uh, as soon as he joins us a little bit later. Um, but we do want you to uh, please give us feedback. And uh, if you can send us an email, um, and the email address is that's in the Bible at gmail.com. Again, that's that's in the Bible at gmail.com. Send us an email. Let us know uh, some of the things that you'd like to see covered on That's in the Bible, maybe some questions you have, and we'll search it out and we'll bring that to you. If you can attach an audio clip to that with your audio question, we'll include you right in the show. So please uh, be, become a part of the show. We hope uh, to have some real uh, participation from the folks that are listening in. And now it's time for a feature we hope to include regularly entitled The Quote of the Day. John Quincy Adams, the sixth president of the United States, said, quote, My hopes of a future life are all founded upon the gospel of Christ, unquote. That's great. That's uh, You don't hear any uh, presidents nowadays saying anything like that, do you, Eric? No. And, um, you know, let, let's, let's just to be current and just to be relevant, let's bring in a quote from our incoming and current president of the United States, Mr. Obama. Let's do it. Is that his first name or his last name? I really don't know. I know his middle name is Hussein. which is Hussein Obama? Name. What's his first name? Um, I'm really sure. I don't even know if I'd be able to pronounce it, to tell you the truth. Osama? <laughs> Osama Hussein Obama. <laughs> Osama Obama? It's not Steve, is it? I don't believe it's Steve. Steve? Because I was thinking it was Steve. It might be Steve. Steve Hussein Obama? That doesn't sound right. What's his first name? I'm, I'm not really sure. All right, well, we're going to have to look that up. All right, now for a pretty much current quote from Mr. Obama, uh, we have an audio recording that we would like you to listen to. Now listen very closely uh, to what he truly believes. Let's not play games. What I was suggesting, you're absolutely right that John McCain has not uh, talked about my Muslim faith, and you're absolutely right that that has not come at my, my Christian faith. Matt, Matt, did I hear that correctly? Did he say my Muslim faith? Uh, let's roll that back and see what he actually said. My Muslim faith. My Muslim faith. My Muslim faith. My Muslim faith. Hmm, I, I think he might have said my Muslim faith there at first, Matt. I don't think there's any uh, doubt about that. But it might have just been a you know a mistake. Yeah, could be. But, you know, we, we are kind of making light of it. Uh, we hope we are wrong. Um but uh, it is kind of scary that he just said that. You know, I, I think it's also interesting to note here that um, there's nothing wrong about saying that our country was founded as a, as a Christian country. You know, Patrick Henry, one of the great patriots, who everybody knows the statement that Pat, Patrick Henry said, you know, give me liberty or give me death. But he said something even greater than that. And... I quote, this is from Patrick Henry, quote, It cannot be emphasized too strongly or too often that this great nation was founded not by religionists, 
but by Christians, not on religions, but on the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. That's that's good stuff right there. That's very good. But I agree with you. It's not something that we should uh, make light of our uh, the uh, you know elected dignitaries. That's very true. And the Bible does tell us. You know, this is in the Bible. This subject. Uh, as Christians, we should respect those who lead our local and state and national government. And you know, uh, sometimes we cannot honestly respect the people in office, uh, but we can still respect. Uh, the positions that they hold, uh, and pray for them. And that's in 1 Timothy chapter 2. Uh, look in verse 1. It says, I, ex- I exhort, therefore, that first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men. Verse 2, For kings and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. And I think that's a good distinction. The, the you know the respecting the office of the president. Oh, that's very true. Oh, and I I did look up the uh, president's. Is it Stephen? No, it's not Stephen. It's in fact Barack Hussein Obama. And so that concludes our look at the quote of the day. All right, well, we are happy to have our first show here today, and our first show is going to be on body, soul, and spirit, one of the one of the major tenets, one of the major studies found in the Bible, and we'll be taking a look at that. We have also with us not only Matt, who will be bringing us that, that study, but we also have from Western New York, Steve. Steve, Brother Steve, are you there? I am here. Well, welcome, Steve. Glad to have you join us today. Thank Steve, you for having me. Steve will be chiming in as we uh, go through this study. And um, Matt, why don't you go ahead and get us started on body, soul, and spirit? All right, thank you. Um, Our whole objective of uh, this website, that's in thebible.com, is to just look at what is in the Bible. We don't care about uh, what man says. If man's words go against the Bible, uh, we throw them out. Romans chapter 3, verse 4 says, Let God be true, but every man a liar. So when man goes against the bible we throw that out so now when we talk about body and soul soul and spirit you talk to a lot of scientists a lot of doctors uh, a lot of uh uh shrinks whoever you talk to they always try and say well you know your body has uh you consist of a body which is just your flesh your skin your organs but the reason why they say that is because they cannot see um the rest of you all right in second corinthians chapter 4 verse 18 paul says it very well he says while we look not at the things which are seen but at the things which are not seen for the things which are seen are temporal but the things which are not seen are eternal so this corrupt flesh when you look down at your hands uh what you see right now is not eternal this is not going to be with you for the rest of eternity now, eventually, those that are saved, God will give us a glorified body to be with him in heaven forever. But this flesh right here, this will never go to heaven with us until he changes it. So what we have here is we've got three parts. Man, women, children, whoever you have that is on this earth uh, has three parts. Paul says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23, it says, And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly, and I pray God your whole body, uh, your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. So God lays it out perfectly right there for you that you've got three separate parts. Now, if uh, 
If you don't uh, agree with just one verse, go to Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. Scripture with Scripture. The Bible says, uh, for the Word of God is uh, not of any private interpretation. So what we do is we have the Bible interpret itself. Uh, and I'm not going to give you my own interpretation, but God's interpretation. So Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12 says, For the Word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow. So there you've got the soul, you've got the spirit, and the joints and marrow is the body. So God tells you right there that this Bible, this book right here, goes deep down into your soul and into your spirit and into your body. Uh, so it's a pretty powerful book, and that's what we're going and looking at tonight. Now, Genesis chapter 2, verse 7, the book of beginnings, the book of Genesis. Uh, it says right here in Genesis 2, 7, And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground, there you got his body, and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, the spirit, and man became a living soul. So you've got body, soul, and spirit. This is all throughout the Bible. You've got body, soul, and spirit. Now, in Genesis chapter 2, uh, let's see. Actually, let's go to the Bible. Let's talk about the body first. Now, the body is uh, pretty easy. I mean, it's your, it's your flesh. It's what you can see, what you can smell, uh, all those sorts of things. So that we're not going to spend any time with that. Um, I think nobody has a problem with the body. Now, the soul... Now, many believe that the soul uh, is kind of located in the cranium, in your skull, uh, and it's kind of a pea-sized shape, something like that. Uh, but that's not what the Bible says. And again, we're interested in what the Bible says. So I hope you guys have your Bible tonight. We're going to go to Luke chapter 16. Luke chapter 16, Matthew, Mark, Luke. And we're going to see what God says about your soul. Luke chapter 16, we're going to start in verse 19. Now, just to give you a little backstory um, about what this uh, passage of Scripture is about, uh, many people say that this is a parable. Um, this definitely is not a parable. Uh, the reason why you know this is because every time Jesus Christ uh, spoke a parable, he never used names. Now, here he uses the name Lazarus. Uh, he also uses the name Abraham. The other reason why you know this is not a parable is because he always said he was going to, that he was speaking a parable, and he does neither of those here. So let's start in verse 19. It says, There was a certain rich man which was clothed in purple and fine linen and fared sumptuously every day. And there was a certain beggar named Lazarus which was laid at his gate full of sores and desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores. So here you've got uh, Lazarus. He's in pretty bad shape. He's got sores. Uh, he's just living a terrible life, very poor. Uh, and here you've got this rich man that's just having a great time. In verse 22, it says, And it came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by the angels into Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was, and was buried. So here, this is very important. You have the rich man dying and he was buried. So his body was buried into the ground. Now look in verse 23. And in hell he lift up his eyes. So this is not his body. The rich man, this is his soul in hell. And it says, and in hell, he lift up his eyes. So you see that your, your soul has eyes. And it says, being in torments. So your body has eyes and it can feel pain. And seeth Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his bosom. So you have Lazarus and Abraham also. And uh, that's their souls as well. So you can recognize souls. And it says in verse 24, this is the uh, rich man that's in hell. He says, and he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in water 
and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in this flame. So we can see here this the soul also has a tongue. So the soul is much like your body. And what your soul does is it takes the it takes the outer shape of your body. So your soul has eyes, uh, it can feel pain, uh, it has a tongue. Now let's look at uh, the book of Revelation. Revelation chapter 6. Scripture with scripture. Revelation chapter 6. Now, what this is all about is this is uh, uh, the Apostle John. He's uh, shown a vision. And it's talking about the seals here. Revelation chapter 6, verse 9. And it says, And when he opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of them that were slain for the word of God and for the testimony which they held. So here you've got the souls that he's seeing. And then skip over to verse 11. And white robes were given unto every one of them. So here, souls can wear robes. So looking at scripture, your soul is the shape of your body. All right. So now, now that we understand what the soul is, let's look what the spirit is. Now, the spirit is like wind. The spirit is like another wind in the Bible. In John chapter 3, verse 8, the Bible says, The wind bloweth where it listeth, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but canst not tell whence it cometh and whither it goeth. So is every one that is born of the Spirit. So the Spirit is always likened to wind in the Bible. Now the Greek word for the Spirit is pneuma. Now that's where we get uh, the word for pneumonia, which is a problem with your lungs, an air problem, and pneumatic drill, uh, a drill that's powered by air. So it always has to do with air. Now I'm using the Greek here just to prove that the King James Bible is correct. We never use the Greek or Hebrew uh, to try and change the King James Bible. We've got a pure, inerrant, true word of God right here uh, in the King James Bible. So I'm just using the Greek here just to show you uh, just kind of its root word, where it comes from, and showing you that the King James is correct. Now, just kind of give you a representation of what you really are, your body, soul, and spirit. Uh, you can use a representation of a football. Now, if you don't like football, uh, we can use a basketball. It's got the same thing. Uh, the football has an outer casing, which can be seen, touched, felt, uh, and is usually leather. All right, so that represents your body. Uh, inside of it is a rubber tube that you can't see. All right, you can't see it, you can't feel it. It takes the outer shape of of the of the um, of the football of the leather, and this represents your soul. Now, inside of that inner tube, it's filled with air, which represents your spirit. Now, we've got a problem. We just learned about body, soul, and spirit, but we've got a problem here. Now, it's just like uh, when you have a football that's deflated, doesn't have any air in it. It's the same thing if uh, with your spirit now. If you're born, uh, you're born with a problem. And that's what we're going to look at. Now, it says in the Bible, it says in the beginning, Adam and Eve were created in the image of God. But now, no one ever since then has ever been born in the image of God. And I'm going to prove that. Now, in Genesis chapter 2, verse 16, uh, Adam was in the garden, and God told him personally, God said, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. <clears throat> now, when Adam ate of it, uh, he didn't die physically that day. He died spiritually that day. So now when man is born into the world, uh, he's born in the image of fallen Adam. And uh, let's go to Genesis chapter 5, and I'll show you that. There's many college schools, Christian schools. Most of them teach that every time a man or woman, any child is born into this world, 
Uh, they're born in the image of God, that we were all created in the image of God. And uh, that's heresy. That's not correct. And I'm going to show you from the Bible why that is. Now, in Genesis chapter 5, the first two verses we don't have a problem with. It says, This is the book of the generations of Adam. In the day that God created man, in the likeness of God made he him. Male and female created he them, and blessed them, and called their, na- their name Adam in, uh, in the day when they were created. So we here have Adam and Eve made in the image of God. But in verse 3, we have a problem. It says, And Adam lived in 130 years, and begat a son in his own likeness, after his image and called his name Seth. So here we have, since Adam and Eve's fall in the garden from eating of the tree, um, that every man is born in the likeness of fallen Adam. That's never born again uh, in the likeness of God. Uh, But you can be. And that's what we're here to say. You can be born again in the image of God. Now in uh, John chapter 3, you have the story about uh, the the actual account of Jesus and uh, Nicodemus, Nicodemus was a great ruler of the Jews, and he came to him at nighttime, and he said, uh, what must I do, you know, and Jesus said, "Ye must be born again, Genesis chapter, uh, John chapter 3, verse 3, and in John chapter 3, verse 7, he says, marvel not that I said unto thee, ye must be born again, so Jesus Christ uh, was also said that that which is born of the spirit is spirit, and that which is born of water is water. So the water is your is your physical birth. But he wasn't talking about being born again physically. He was talking about being born again spiritually. That which is spirit born again spirit is spirit. Now, in First Peter chapter one verse twenty three, the Bible says, "Being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever." Now. When you accept Christ as your Savior, you're born again into an incorruptible seed, into the seed of God. You're born into God's family. You're a son or daughter of God. Only when you accept Christ as your Savior. Now you've got uh, the Catholics that say, hey, we're all the children of God. But in Galatians chapter 3, verse 26, the Bible says, for you're all the children of God, but it doesn't stop there. It says, by faith in Christ Jesus, you're only the child of God when you are actually born again. Now, in uh, turn with me to Colossians chapter 3, and I'll show you, once you accept Christ as your Savior, you're once again born in the image of God. All right, so Colossians chapter 3, in verse 9, it says, Lie not one to another, seeing that ye have put off the old man with his deeds, and have put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him. All right? So you've got here that once you've put off the old man and you've accepted Christ as your Savior, uh, you are now, again, created in the image of him. So when you're born into this world, when a, when a son or daughter is born into this world, they're born with a live soul, live body, but a dead spirit. When you accept Christ as your Savior, you're born again spiritually and in the image of God with a live body, live soul, soul, and a live spirit. Now, there's a pretty amazing thing uh, to look at here. When you go to Ezekiel chapter 37 and verses 3 through 6, you see that your skin is just an outside covering. For sake of time, we're not going to go there tonight, but you can look that up. Um, and you can see that your skin is just an outside appearance. And God's not interested all the time on the outside. He does want you to look decent, um, but he doesn't want you to take so much time that you take all this energy to look good. 
because it's just an outside covering. Now, when you go to Psalm chapter 139, verse 13, this is David talking. He says, For thou hast possessed my reins, thou hast covered me in my mother's womb. So here, Paul is saying that in my mother's womb, my soul was covered uh, by skin, by flesh, uh, by bones. Uh, now, God covers the real us. Um, when you look at your hands, your flesh, that's not the real you. The real you is your soul. Now, turn to Job chapter 10. Job chapter 10, we'll wrap this up. Uh, when I saw this, I thought this was pretty amazing. All right, Job chapter 10. In verse 11. This is Job talking. He says, Thou hast clothed me with skin and flesh, and had fenced me with bones and sinews. Sinews. So what you've got here is you've got God has clothed over you, uh, over your soul, skin and flesh, and we're actually fenced in with bones and sinews. So what you've got here is when I saw that fenced in with bones and sinews, uh, you're fenced in with those things. Your soul is fenced in. Uh and the reason why is because if we weren't fenced in, our soul wasn't fenced in, we'd be like, man, I want to get out of this body. Uh, I want to escape out of this Bible body, go into a different body and not have so many problems. Uh, and Job says that exact same thing. Go to Job chapter 16. And you'll see exactly what he's talking about. Job chapter 16, verse 4. This is when Job's having all those problems. He's um, um, hurting pretty bad. Uh, he just lost his family. Um, he lost um, everything that he's ever had. And he says right here, you know, his friends are giving him a hard time, uh, supposed friends. Uh, Job chapter 16, verse 4, it says, I also could speak as ye do if your soul were in my soul stead. I could heap up words against you and shake mine head at you. So he's saying right here, man, if I could get out of my, if I could get out of my body, my soul could just leave my body and go into your body. Uh, I could talk just as you do, you know, just say, man, you, you didn't do right for the Lord. You didn't do all this. Um, but, uh, that's the only reason is because they, he could just get out of his body, but he can't, it says his soul can't. And that's what I want to say. If you are not saved here tonight, if you don't know for sure that you've been born spiritually again, uh, then accept Christ as your savior. The Bible says in Romans chapter 10, verse 13, for whosoever, that's anybody shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Not that you might be, not that you could be, but that you will be saved. And, uh, and now if you are saved, if you, if you know for sure that you're saved, don't take too much time with this flesh, uh, because it's only a covering. Um, and, uh, you know, a lot of people want to get out of their problems, a lot of their troubles. Uh, the Bible says that God will give you the grace to go through all these problems. Uh, and the Bible says to grow in grace and in the knowledge of the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And the only way we can grow is to go through trials and tribulations for the Lord and lift up his name. And uh, that's why we go through hard times, um, is to lift up the Lord. And uh, man, if, if our souls were not uh, fenced in in this flesh, uh, we could get out of here and, uh, and go to a different body without all these problems. But God wants us to go through these problems because through this, we look to the Lord. So that's our study on body, soul, and spirit. Uh, we're going to kind of have a little talk about it and uh, see if anybody has any questions, see if anybody disagrees with me. Uh, well, I don't. I don't know if we'll disagree, but I thought that was a good point about the um, about the body. How how the world? I mean, the people in the world that 
particularly those that aren't saved, sometimes even folks that are saved, spend a lot of time worrying about their body, covering their body, clothing their body, uh, doing things to their body, and, and probably very little time, you know, regarding the spiritual things of being a Christian. What do you think about that, Steve? Well, I think you're right. Um, you know, just one thing came to mind as you were presenting that study, Matt. Um, in uh, Genesis uh, chapter 35, a lot of people, like you had mentioned, still think that the body and soul are all together, and they're not uh, together um, in, the, uh, in the real sense of the, the Word of God. Uh, take a look in uh, Genesis chapter 35. Rachel is about ready to give birth to Benjamin, as it turns out. And it says in verse 17, And it came to pass, when she was in hard labor, uh, that the midwife said unto her, Fear not, thou shalt have this son also. And it came to pass, as her soul was in departing, for she, uh, for she died, that she called his name Benomi, but his father called him Benjamin. And Rachel died and was buried in the way to Ephrathah, which is Bethlehem. Now, what you see right there is the fact that her soul was in departing as she died. And it went to the place, as you already mentioned, talked about in, in uh, Luke chapter 16, ta- called Abraham's bosom. That's where the soul went uh, while uh, the, the body went to the ground, went to the dust of the ground. And, uh, you know, just for those folks that still want to say that they're one and the same. They're really not the same. That's a good point. Thanks, Steve. And, the, you know, we hear a lot about soul and spirit, even popular songs and, and uh, poetry, uh, you know, mention soul, spirit, but they, they, they really don't understand it. And, and here it's explained and, and laid out, I think, pretty clearly right here in the, in the Bible itself. And the other thing as well that I wanted to uh, bring across uh, is a lot of cults that say uh, hell is in the grave, you know, that uh, like you were saying, they, they say that your body is your soul or it's stuck to your uh, flesh, whatever. But uh, we can see here that uh, these these two, uh, the body and the soul went to separate places. Uh, and the other thing as well is they say, um, you know, that your your hell is in the grave. Well, that's not what we saw in Luke chapter 16, um, you know, that that. that that uh, that rich man went to hell, and in hell he lifted up his eyes and seeth Abraham afar off. So I mean, there's people in hell that he could see uh, afar off. Now that's no grave, you know. And and you made a good point about that, Steve, about uh, her soul leaving her body. Uh, definitely two different entities, and that's the problem with these cults is that they don't search the scriptures daily. Um, you know, like the like the Breens did. In Acts chapter seventeen, verse eleven, where they where they definitely searched it daily whether to see whether those things were so, uh, and that's what we need to do, and that's what we want to do here at that's the Bible.com, is we want to give you the scriptures and we want you to check it out. Don't believe what we're saying; we want you to check it out and make sure. That's exactly right, man. We want everyone to open up their Bibles and join us. Steve, are you are you still there? Anything else? I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> So, anything else you'd like to add? Uh, no, I think you've all said it pretty well. Um, you know, I guess the only thing we can say is is that the fact that the Christian uh, has a hope um, that he won't be trapped in this body forever. 
the Bible says in Second Corinthians, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Amen. And uh, that, uh, that's what the Christian looks for. You know, we don't have a fatalist attitude in uh, that we're trying to commit suicide to be with the Lord, but yet in the same f- uh, uh, fact, we, we have a hope that is steadfast and sure that when this body finally does expire, uh, that we will be with the Lord. And that's, that's something that uh, if you check out with most religions, they don't have that assurance. And the Bible teaches that you can have that assurance. And that's something that you really ought to check into. That's very true. And, and uh, I know me as a Christian, uh, when I uh, try to witness to my friend Jason, um, he, uh, that was one big thing that he asked me. He said, man, why don't you just kill yourself right now and you could go be with the Lord? Uh, but the reason why is because there are so many lost people here uh, that we want to reach, you know, that, uh, you know, I just think about how many times the Lord has given me so many second chances. Uh, it says, the Bible says that the Lord is not slack concerning his promise, but is long suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come, come to repentance in Second Peter chapter 3, verse 9. And, and I just think about the long suffering that God uh, dealt with me all throughout my life. Uh, I accept the Lord as my Savior uh, when I was uh, uh, 20, 23 years old. And I uh, think about all those times the Lord could have took me. And, uh, you know, talking to my friend Jason, it really hit home. You know, that I do want to go be with the Lord. And, and the Bible does say that we groan inside ourselves, you know, and the whole earth thus groan also. The whole creation groans uh, for the glorious appearing of the Lord. Um, uh, but that's the thing is we want to serve the Lord uh, and actually lay treasures up in heaven. Uh, Matthew chapter 6 says, uh, seek, seek not the things that are down on this earth, but the things that are up in heaven. Uh, and that's the major thing. We're, we're waiting for the Lord to come back uh, at the rapture. Isn't that correct, Steve? That's exactly right. Uh, it's probably coming real soon. We don't know the day or the hour, but uh, all the signs are pointing to him being here real soon. Yeah, amen. And, uh, you know, the, the word rapture is not found in the Bible, uh, but that's the Latin word for uh, caught out. So if you just want to call it call, caught out, that's fine. Uh, but the Bible says that we will be like him at his appearing, uh, and then he will fashion us a new Bible. So uh, praise the Lord. I can't wait for that. Amen. Amen. Well, that's our look today. We've had our study on body, soul, and spirit. We'd like to thank uh, Steve for joining us today. And Steve, we hope you can join us again. We'll be bringing some other studies, and, and uh, maybe we can talk Steve into bringing us one as well. I look forward to that. Okay. Well, thanks again, Steve. And Matt, thanks for bringing us that study on Body, Soul, and Spirit. Just a reminder, all of our show notes are found at thatsinthebible.com. Again, that's thatsinthebible.com. We hope to have all of the references and, and everything connected with the show easily found right there on that one website. And we would love to have emails as well. We'd like to have feedback um, of these studies, uh, not just the... Uh, uh, the radio broadcast, but also the study itself and, and just some feedback on on uh, what you think, questions, anything like that. We'd love to have it. Right. And if you attach a uh, audio a segment or an audio question to your email, we'll see if we can include that in our next show. So look forward to your feedback and whether it's email or audio. Uh, great to, to have you listening. Let us know you're listening. And um, again, any questions... Be sure and attach those. Troublesome times are here, filling men's hearts with fear. Freedoms we all hold dear. 
at stake. Humbling your hearts to God. Well, Matt, that concludes our first show. Well, that was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun, and I'm looking forward to the second one. I want to apologize right now for some of that audio there on the, uh, the lesson and the, the Skype call with Steve. There were a few glitches. We're going to work on that and take care of that so that doesn't happen again. Yeah, we're going to smooth all that out, and uh, we're, we're really excited about this. I hope everybody uh, uh, will write in and... Uh, call in and give us an email and uh, and just uh, really get involved like we said before. And ultimately we also hope that uh, it can be a help for Christians that maybe are looking for something well, something maybe a little bit different to uh, listen to and to encourage them and uh, maybe it'll be a little humorous at times and we try to include that and to have a little fun with uh, our Christian faith and our Christian walk but Ultimately, we want to look at the things that are found in the Bible. And again, hence the name that's in the Bible. Okay, Matt, we'll see you next time. All right, Eric. Jesus is coming soon, morning or night or noon. Many will, Many will meet their doom. Trumpets will, Trumpets will surely sound. All of the dead shall rise. Righteous be in the skies. Shall rise, righteous be in the skies, going where, going where no one dies, heavenward bound. bound. This has been a production of That's in the Bible.com.